Fishing like a local isn't just about catching fish. It's about connecting with the environment and the people who call it home. It's about hearing the stories and traditions that have been passed down for generations and sharing unforgettable moments with the people you meet along the way. Fishing like a local is having an experience that stays with you forever. And with Fishing Booker, you can experience it too, no matter where you are. Discover your next adventure on Fishing Booker. This upcoming concert season will be all about the boots, and Tecovis is your stop for the best in Western style. Tecovis has seasonal and limited edition offerings this spring and summer, including men's and women's boots, apparel, hats, bags, and more. All Tecovis boots are made by hand in a time-honored tradition with timeless styles that are always on trend. And Tecovis has first wear comfort with little to no break-in period. It's hard to find this level of comfort paired with this level of style. Stop by your local Tacova store, have a complimentary drink or two, that's WCB style, and shop new styles. The smell of fresh leather and friendly staff are at your service. Many stores even have leather custom branding to make your boots truly personalized. And with regular live music and events, there's no in-store experience like it. If you can't make it into a store, just visit tecovas.com. That's T-E-C-O-V-A-S.com. They offer free shipping on all boots, as well as free returns and exchanges, and ship right to your door. Go to tecovis.com and find your new favorite pair of boots today. Welcome to the Whitetail Legacy Podcast. And we get the back view of him, and I mean, it's just a mega. 52 yards is a long shot. Uh, Magnum P.I., is what yeah. we named him. No idea. Just but, a magnum. Yeah, just a magnum. Come on, Cam Ashi. We, we said probably 150, mid 150. Yeah. Same Doe from the morning come out with that nine pointer. Here, here steps out this 90 inch eight pointer. Like, <laughs> yeah. Ah. I'm like, okay, well, there's still a buck back there grunting. Yeah. And then out steps like another 90 inch eight yeah. pointer. I'm like, oh, all right. Yeah. Bro. Yeah. Bro. Yeah. You're like, <laughs> I'm like deer right there. Yeah, like, and he's 30 already yards. thirty yards. Yeah, he he was literally five yards from the base of the tree. Could have been had a buck down at one forty in the afternoon, back there deep on public. Three does come out pretty early. It was like 245, 24 yard shot. Sent the combat veteran, and I tell you what, man, dude, it just smoked. We always get so jacked up when the other person kills. It's just almost like we got it done. Yeah. And when you kill that doe, I was like, hell yeah, man. And we come down here to Missouri. My ass called me one more time. I'm like, is it a good buck? And he goes, yeah, real good, solid buck. I'm like, all right, boom. <laughs> and the deer just drops. Sure, super special to me. Whitetail Legacy Podcast, bringing you back to the hunt and leaving a legacy. Baller rut. This is the Whitetail Legacy Podcast coming in your ear holes on this beautiful Wednesday day. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, We're glad you pushed play on this podcast. This is a whitetail-based podcast because we know nothing about hunting out west. We want to learn one day, but... (laughs) And we can't kill turkeys. Yeah, and we can't kill turkeys. (laughs) All right, so this podcast is going to be another me and homie. We have, like I said, we had listeners come in and say they wanted more episodes from just us, so we're going to send another one out and... uh, we're going to bring some solid content before this episode, though. <laughs> Give you guys a break of just hearing us. Let's get into the people that make this possible. We'll get into the show. Start off with the VIP veteran broadhead. We're shooting the combat veteran a couple days ago. Thing was flying real nice, man. Um, I love the, the two-blade veteran, but I don't know if I'll ever go back. The combat's so smooth, slick. Um, and those fuel points, man, hella penetration on my bag target. Yeah. <laughs> like, out the back. I'm like, man, these things are ripping through there so it'd be fun to swing one at a coon or something it would yeah you got the vip shout out yeah this week's vip shout out is levi strauss levi was in the army for 12 years and says that he served his country proudly he thinks about his service every day and he wouldn't change a thing and uh he said he couldn't think of anything he'd rather done in his young adulthood so um that seems to be kind of the common theme with the these veterans that we shout out every week, uh, it's just like in their blood, you know. And uh, Levi, we appreciate your service for those 12 years. And uh, everybody here at Whitetail Legacy and the VIP family, thank you. 
All right, let's get into ECW calls, all your custom call needs, EmbryWoodworking.com. Um, if you're over there or in the local area around Roseville, he has begun his uh, shooting range, outdoor shooting range there in Roseville. So that is super cool. Um, gives a, some guys, you know, in a town like that can only shoot 25 yards in their mm. backyard, you know, or they're shooting at a piece of plywood you know to not shoot into their neighbor's yard or whatever and this will give you some long distance range right there in roseville um that's pretty cool you guys check that out it should be done here soon um exodus trail cam do you have the exodus trail cam tip of the week yeah the tip of the week is uh on these exodus trail cam models uh they have an additional lock that you can padlock the door something that we overlooked last year and uh kind of burned us so even though that these cams are password protected um, you, they still can get in there and take your memory card out if you don't have that door locked. So, um, when they stick that memory card back in, you have to re-enter your passcode. And if they don't know the passcode, then your camera's not going to be taking pics, which is what happened to us. They took the card out, reinserted it, and then, um, burned us because we left it sit for five weeks. Yeah. So took the card out. We got pictures for like a week and a half. They seen what deer we had on there. You know mm -hmm. what I mean? And what we had in that area. So they got free intel. And then at least they were nice enough to put the card back. But when <laughs> yeah. they put the card back, because they were planning probably to come check it again. You know what I mean? Right. <laughs> and uh, they are pretty slick. Shut the camera off, pull the card, no pictures of them. Um, but, yeah, so that little padlock is something we need to invest in. Hopefully yep. we can find some. I've got some. Do you? Yep. Hopefully we can find some for pretty cheap. And it would be nice if we had one that was just like an Allen key or something. Real cheap. Yeah. I got real cheap. Do you? Nice. Yeah be nice if we had one that was like an allen key so you didn't have to carry 18 different keys with you oh it's all universal key bro oh that's sick yeah homie's got the stats i got it all right exodus or uh, not exodus next level deer supplements what do you got bro they got their first shipment going across border oh yes yeah um, that is uh, very substantial for them, and uh, just a big congratulations. You know, um, shipping a ton of anything, or you know, even twenty pounds of something, is uh, going to cost everybody. And they're doing a great job at getting mineral and feed and blocks and everything shipped all around the country and now out of the country. So yeah, big we props to, to them uh, guys. We need to probably get a list of all their um, all their realtors that they're selling it from. The, deal, just, their dealers. the dealers and uh, shout out a couple dealers per state per episode. So if yeah. people are listening, they can it's a good maybe idea. not have to pay the shipping. But all right, Ingram's outdoor obsession. Big shout out to Ingram again. Um, all your taxidermy needs. Um, dudes, let me borrow a generator to um, rebuild the wagon blind. So dudes always helping us out. Um, the only thing I let him borrow is a camera lens for turkey season. <laughs> you know what I mean? So he's coming in really stat. Um, just a solid dude. Really supports the podcast and does great taxidermy work. So, uh, if any of you guys, local guys, are looking to get something done, um, even if you have a you know a euro that you want to mount now, he does have some capes up there. So check him out. All right, well that's it. See ya. All right, that's a good episode. <laughs> <laughs> all right, uh, this episode we're going to talk about all the times that me and homies messed up. So it's going to be about eight hours long. Hope you guys are ready. <laughs> <laughs> no, uh, this episode we're going to cover. The stuff that we've messed up on repeatedly and learned from. Did um, you say the AC is on? Yeah, the AC is on. So if you guys can tell a difference <laughs> in the comments, let us know. Um, it is 90 out, and we're in my garage, which is like add 10 degrees. Right. No air circulation. I got all the windows boarded up in here. We like to keep it dark in the studio. <laughs> <laughs> the garage is either 100 or zero. Yeah, there's no in between. <laughs> so, um, But yeah, we're going to talk about kind of things that we've learned over time and... Uh, Stuff that we are going to try to get better on this year and some stuff that we've already improved on. I think if you are been archery hunting a long time or just beginning, um, this is something that you really enjoy. So let's get into the show. What do you want to start off with, man? Uh, I like the first one on the list there about taking days off. And that's something that I've struggled with in the past, what to say, 10 years, you know, but the last three, four years, um, I don't think I've missed a day that I decided I was going to go hunting or, you know, didn't have something going on. And, um, I've, I've seen improvements in my success rate or my opportunity at least to, um, you know, shoot a deer. Like everybody says, you know, you can't kill them on the couch. So, um, like I would hardly hunt very many Sunday afternoons. So I'd be watching football, 
don't watch football anymore. Um, and then like now we have kids. So you're going to be up at probably 545, 615, 630. So why not just get up at 445 like you were going to anyway and go hunting? Because you're not going to get to sleep in, you know. Mm -hmm. So um, that also helps me go because I'm like, well, I'm just going to be up here in no time anyway. So um, what do you got? Um, I got a lot on this, actually. When you When you want to be successful year after year, and we've had a pretty good run uh, of being successful year after year after year, you know what I mean, back to back. And uh, how many years are you at? Four? Three. Three. Now I'm at six, right? Yeah. So that's consecutive kills, you know, year after year after year on some giant bucks and some okay bucks. You know what <laughs> I mean? Not but, so giant. Nice, nice deer, you know what I mean? And uh, it takes a lot. Like, you have to dedicate yourself to hunting. Um, so just like Homie said, Homie used to watch NASCAR a lot. Don't do that. He used to play softball. Don't do that. Mm -hmm. he used to ride Harleys. He don't do that. So he's dedicated a lot more to just hunting. And since we started the podcast, I think we both have, you yeah. know, started. Um, when you talk about whitetail every week, it kind of gets you in the groove all year round to to really focus on whitetail. And right now, you know, it's months before season, and we're like, all right, we got to buy this. We got to get this. We're going to do this to game plan for here. You know, there's a lot of stuff. There's a lot of ifs too. You know, if we get this, then we'll do this. But taking days off is something that I try to absolutely not do. Um, if my wife gives me the okay and I'm off work, I'm in. I'm hunting somewhere. Um, there was days in the past when I'm like, it's 90. Mm -hmm. I'm not going hunting. Um, I still go, man. I still go. I don't go to my best spots, but I'll go to like some random place that I've never been a lot of times. You know what I mean? And on those days where you have a wrong wind or it's 90 degrees or something, you might not kill a buck that day, but you might find an area with a bunch of does in it. And you're like, man, I'm going to come back here in the rut. Or you, you don't always have to go hunting. Like if you have time, utilize that time to go pull cameras or. Um, go scout a new area or drive around and check a field maybe look at maps and try to figure out some place you might be able to lease or you know there's a lot of stuff that you can do um even if it is 90 or it is you know negative 10 you know what i mean there's some days and that's why we built the wagon blind so we didn't miss days that way you know because late season if you guys hunt out a tree stand which i'm thinking probably 90 percent of you guys do that or listen to this it's brutal cold in the winter like mm -hmm. it is unbearably cold and we did a lot of times we would go out later in the evening, you know, we would go out later. So we knew we could make it or we would, we wouldn't push ourselves to complete, you know, to the end because we've learned from last year, if you push yourself to the end, the next morning you ain't going hunting and you get burned, you get burned, man. If you're so cold that you can't handle it and you're not seeing much deer action, I would get out of that tree a little early, go home and if I had the next couple of days to hunt, I would get home and get out there the next couple of days. You know what I mean? Because um, we've learned day to day, the action can go from zero to a hundred in a spot. You know, going from one buck to seven bucks. You know what I mean? In right. two different days. So, uh, uh, just spinning off what you're saying there is like if you do go out, you're just like you know trying to get out. The wind's wrong, or you know you just got a last minute go ahead from the old lady. Don't let that hunt, like, dictate if you come back to that spot or not. Because, like, obviously you didn't go to a better stand because the wind's wrong or something. So just don't let that bullshit hunt, like, mess with your head about if that spot's actually good or not. Because mm -hmm. you were just trying to get in there, be somewhere, and at least you got out and got hunting. That's like that time that I was like, I got stuff going on. We're going to be late, homie. You go out and hang, and then I'll be out later. Yeah, yeah, And, yeah. you know, we made it work. It was end up being a shit spot we do we know it's a shit spot there's buck sign right over the hill yep. you know um ran no trail cameras there we're but, 200 yards from giant buck bedding yeah uh 150 yards from magnum on camera you know what i mean so mm -hmm. um it's a there's bucks using that area um was it a bad day probably you know what i mean did we make noise getting in there yeah probably you know so there's a lot of stuff that piles up that but you're still out there, right? And I'm not saying go every day on your private ground or wherever you hunt if you don't have a piece of public, but try to find somewhere else you can go to not ruin those good days. Because don't, don't take this as, 
I'm going to hunt my best stands all year, every day, no matter if it's 90 degrees or not. I'm not saying that. Save those, but just be in the woods because that's, that's when you're going to be able to kill. You're going to be able to kill when you're in the woods hunting. Or one small thing, you see a ground scrape and you're like, hey, I want to run a cam here. You know, you put a cam on that just because you went out to hunt a new area and now you got a new target buck that you're hunting. That might be daylighting more than your other buck. You know what I mean? Yeah. We're a, we like to target specific deer, but we're also opportunists. Like, <laughs> yeah. whatever is available, that's that's nice. You know what like I mean? Like, if I got a deer that's a shooter that's on cam in daylight, he's yeah. now the target. You know, we were, at, we were back there when homies hunting. We were targeting two or three really solid bucks. And like a 140s 10 comes in and homie's like, oh, I'm killing him. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? Public land really saw a buck and, you know, couldn't make it happen. Too thick came to like five yards. You know what I mean? But, yeah. but, uh, if we, you know, if we would have went off just trail cam data and been like, I'm not hunting back there. Cause we haven't got any pictures of them. Even that buck cruising through that day, you know, you would have missed. So, um, I'm going to talk about taking days off that sometimes is good that we've learned. You know what I mean? Um, we think it's important to do the right thing. So if your buddy shoots a giant buck and needs help tracking it, I think in the long run, it's a pretty good idea to go help the dude track it. Yeah. Um, you are going to miss potentially a morning hunt or evening hunt, or you're going to be up late one night and you're going to get a little sleep to get to the morning hunt the next day. But if you find that buck and you celebrate that moment with him and you help him get him out, you're going to need help getting a deer out eventually. You know what I mean? And then, you know, two years down the road, that might that guy might get a fire spot to hunt. You know what I mean? Or and he might invite you out one time. And with hunters, it always trickles down. What I believe it does. You know what I mean? We helped our buddy of ours track a buck, and then he invited us out to his property to hunt. You know what I mean? So we didn't see any deer, <laughs> but we know it's a really good part property. With, yeah. You know, we could have shot a stud that night. It's just you know time of year and all the regular excuses. But there's certain times. Um, taking a day off um, if you have anything going on with your kids or wife and your wife says hey i probably need you home take the day off there's there's uh so many days that you're going to be able to get with your kids or help your wife one day is nothing compared to a whole season of a pissed off wife um when you're like hey i'm gonna be three hours late because i'm helping this dude drag his buck out you know what i mean <laughs> she's gonna be like no nah, get your ass home or she's gonna be like okay and then you can always use it against them a little bit. You know, be like, well, last last weekend I went and did this thing, you know what I mean? <laughs> and they're going to, if they're like my wife, they're going to be like, ah, yeah, 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 let them let go. But um, what I always tell people, people are like, well, how's your wife let you hunt so much? I just, I don't do anything else besides that. So right. I don't go to the bar. I don't ride Harleys. I hunt. So I get to hunt a lot, you know what I mean? So uh, that's a couple times when taking the day off is is the right time. We got a special guest, Nick Brown. He might have some more info on this. All right. We're going to get into the second topic here, um, <laughs> not being aggressive enough. Uh, this is something I'm famous for. Homie, uh, why don't you tell the listeners how many times I probably screwed myself for not being aggressive enough? <laughs> um, I mean, it's quite the conversation up in the in the stand a lot of the times that we hunt. And it's either like what am I doing wrong or I'm just not being aggressive enough? Cause you know, we talk about, well, what am I doing wrong? And then we talk about like, you know, four or five things just off the top of our head that we were talking about probably all week. And then you're like, well, just, I'm just out here pussyfooting around, you know? And you know, I just, you're scared to bump, s- you're scared to bump your target bug, you know? <laughs> just out here pussyfooting. I ain't <laughs> in here trying to kill. I'm just playing the edge. You know what I mean? I'm famous for that. Uh, I think it's cause I was hunting such a small parcel for so long there's giant bucks there i just don't want to scare anything because i know that there's hunters like every corner yeah (laughs) ready to bump them off you know i I would say you think it's all kosher and then shotgun season comes around the first time you're there shit the lid blows off you know there's like 37 shots opening morning (laughs) you're like well every target buck is dead now But uh, that wasn't the case somehow. I don't, people must miss a lot, or they were just eliminating does they're, like they're a like mug. me. They just like shooting. <laughs> they just like shooting a lot. Uh, but yeah, um, this is one thing I'm super famous for, and one thing that every year I'm like, I'm gonna get better. This is the year. Yeah. This is my year. Damn it! I'm gonna <laughs> go balls deep, as I like to say. I'm gonna go in, and uh, we've been talking about hunting the west side of this public for two years. <laughs> I'm going for it. Whether I gotta go off the ground. 
in a ghillie suit, off the bike. I don't know. I don't care. I'm going in. Can you Tree shoot a deer stand. off a bike? I don't know. Take, <laughs> can you take a horse in there, Nick? Remember that one Ooh. guy that was shooting horse? That oh, video? Yeah, 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 that was pretty stat. But uh, yeah, so legally they don't have horse trails, but there is no sign that says no horses. Oh, see, there we go. It there there we says go. no motorized vehicles. Yeah, so Nick's gonna go out there on the public uh, this year, Tradbo. He's probably gonna kill Magnum. Be so yes. sick. It'd be so Tradbo yeah. off the ground. Eight yards. Eight yards. <laughs> Chasing a doe behind a bunch of brush like us. But uh, not being aggressive enough is something that yeah, I kind of uh, struggle with early in the year, definitely. Like the first two weeks of October, um, you know, everybody's hunting a field edge and you're just getting into a groove of hunting again and you don't want to spook off the deer that you have on cam or, you know, regardless of how big your piece is, you always have the opportunity to bump it. Bump it. So um, just... I feel like I have to get in to some hunts and kind of get the flow down of, you know, how the deer, you know, actually using the, the property or the area. Um, I usually got a pretty good idea, but they always, they yeah, always change. Year years, it can change. You know? Yeah. So I just feel like I got to get in there a little bit and kind of ease my way in there and <clears throat> kind of get, get the flow going again for the, for the year. So um, definitely in the first two weeks of the year, man, I'm, I'm right there with you, but, um, you know, with the limited time that we have on public, I mean, we gotta be, I've, I've been thinking about this the last two weeks. Like we gotta be balls to the wall yeah. off the get go, you know, That's, and I've then, been game playing with Nick and you, I'm like, this is what I'm going to do. First eight degree temperature drop, six degree temperature drop. Like when I wouldn't be like, ah, it's not good enough. I'm going in. And I got to thinking back, like, so the 10 pointer kill. I killed that on being aggressive. Um, the nine-pointer kill off off private, I mm-hmm. killed that by being super aggressive. I went 100 yards from the dude's bed. Right. Freeze, I killed by being aggressive. Went on not the best wind. Yeah. You know what I mean? If So if you look out of the buck, you know, the you know, the actual six kill years, hunts. actual kill hunts, 50% have been when I was, like, pretty aggressive. You know what I mean? The other, other was, you know, Two gun kills. Missouri, we were kind of aggressive, but not not really. And the wagon blind, I mean, that's not aggressive at all. <laughs> yeah. um, and then homeboy was in the rut. So that's, you know, you can't really, yeah. I don't, you, you can get aggressive as you want in the rut. But right. I'm talking early season kills or an off wind kill. You know what I mean? So I was like, I need to stop playing around. There's a bunch of other people that know this buck's alive. And if one of us are going to kill it, we got to go hard either to that acorn flat or to those hay fields, keep crushing in there. If we're not getting them on cams, instead of leaving them there, we need to move the camp. So last year we left a lot of cams, you know what I mean? We're like, oh, mm-hmm. maybe to get better, maybe. But we were just trying to get intel of the area. And this year I feel like I ran it two weeks. He's not here. I need to move it 100 yards and see. You know what I mean? I need. To, I feel like we need to be more fluid in that because, like you said, we're limited on time there. Mm-hmm. And uh, I feel like I don't want to be like too – you know, too gung ho, but I feel like if we had all year there. It would be easier. Oh, yeah, yeah. It'd be way easier to kill. You know, I mean, yeah. you're just so limited because of goose season. Right. The damn goose hunters, man. They're <laughs> out there just destroying our faces. One but. thing, one thing that I'm going to do better at this year is I think I'm going to get out more during the week to hunt. Um, work's slowing down right now. If they don't do the daylight savings time, that will be epic. Yeah. It'd be yeah. huge, huge. Um, get out especially with you know october like yeah mm-hmm. you, you just got to be out there and um that's something that i'm going to try to do better at uh, if work stays the way that it is i'm going to try to go to like four tens oh god that you know I, I think that that is going to be a lot better have friday saturday sunday yeah um you know still be able to get some shit done during the day in between mm-hmm. especially in october um so gonna try that and hopefully hopefully that'll amp it up a little yeah because i mean how many times you check card and be like wednesday night should have been here wednesday night like yeah. what the hell like it's never oh i should have been here saturday, saturday night saturday <laughs> night or sunday morning or what you know it's right. always like it's always like tuesday at three you're like what in the why yeah. is this deer here you know what i mean probably got bumped by some other dude coming in only there some random as hell but um yeah just 
if you got the option to be more aggressive, you probably should take it. And with with the whole COVID situation and everything, like we didn't get back to get that southwest side like we wanted to, and like that's going to kind of be a touch and go throughout the year. Mm-hmm. You might be able to burn up some some weekly hunts. Yeah, there, just figure, trying just to get figuring the area out. But yeah. yeah, so COVID. We couldn't access public land at all here for, I mean, how many months was it? Three months? Yeah, three months, pretty much. Three months of yeah. no access at all. Uh, so We walked it mid-February, and then, I mean, we, we, we did it, six they, miles. Like, me and Nick walked it the day it was shutting down. <laughs> Remember, we walked the north end of it the day that they were announcing that they were shutting it down. Wow. So, but we tried to get out there that one last time and pick up a little more, find a shed or two. You don't find any sheds, though. Yeah. There's probably just sheds out there, just <laughs> magnum sheds out there, just getting ate. Oh yeah, right they're now. smoked. Just, just smoked. Um, so gonna be a little more aggressive, hunting a little bit more. Yeah, hopefully. But you get, chime in. Get a little closer to the. Get a little closer to the mic. Chime in there you go. On this aggressive stuff. Yeah, you guys. I mean, you guys totally hit everything that you guys don't do. I mean, you guys had pictures of. A buck on this public ground last year, daylight, three, four days in a row, about the same area. You got to kill that deer, man. <laughs> you can't, you can't daylight a shooter buck, public ground, three, four days straight. I know. And wait till November for the rut. You can't do it. We we went guys, in there and hunted him. He just man. he was gone like the wind. We figured out why. We know exactly where he went. But I mean, when you, I mean, first of all, it's public, so yeah. you, you have to be aggressive. Because, like you said, either you're going to get him or somebody else is going to get him. And if he goes underground, he goes underground. That's what we were talking about the other night. Is if you bump this but, deer in October and you're not hunting in the back where we're hunting, where right. you know. That deer is going to be back there in the rut. He's right. not going to not daylight chasing does. Right. So if you bump him in October, maybe the listeners can chime in on this and see if it's what, if what they would think. So I'm I thinking mean, if you bump a deer early season trying to hunt him hard, he's not going to leave a 2,000-acre piece. No. He's going to be there somewhere. He might, you know, he might not be in that area, but he's going to be. But if it's not what you plan on hunting in the rut, then you still got that in your back pocket saying, okay, now – I messed up early season. I gave it my best shot. Because, I mean, he's going to come across somebody's trail at some point. Yeah. You know what I mean? I mean, there's yeah. people everywhere. Fishermen. I if those dove hunters have a giant impact on. I don't know, but, I mean, if it's right there by the buck bedding. Yeah. So, I mean, it's that's still pretty fire. And he's right there. Yeah. You so, know. I mean, they'll transition how he moves a little bit probably. but Probably why he's out there at 2.30 in the morning. Yeah. Right. Yeah. All right, well, next topic. Uh, picking the wrong stand when the gut tells you to go to a different stand. I did this last year. cost me a shot on chaos. Got off work early. No. Should have. Uh, we're talking me pussyfooting around, around again. <laughs> we're talking 125 yards, 150 yards. No, I, I looked at this on hunt stand. It's, it's farther than that. Is it? Yeah. It doesn't seem that yeah. far when you're tree to tree. I'll, no, I'll... I'll pull it up right okay, now, though. Yeah, it's like it 450, I think. Is it really? Yeah. It's, Holy it's smokes. Far. Open field. Open field to get you. Especially when you got a bottom and then up and then over there. But anyways, okay. So we got a set we call the Moultrie set. It's like 200, 300 yards off the road. It's not very far, the Moultrie set. That's it's it. it's close. I'll and that, uh, the farmer was picking the corn. So I messaged Tommy. I said, man, I should be in the scrape tree. If a, if a deer gets bumped out of that corn... It's going to go right through that pinch. And uh, I'm like, ah, I'm going to play it safe. Here we go again. And I'm going to, I'm out here late. I'm just going to bounce up and get in this stand. Moultrie sets 130 yards off the road. 130, okay. So I'm going to play it safe and hunt 130 yards off the road instead of going in. But it's literally like right down a, a, a field edge, pop in 100 yards, you're in the tree. 230 yards from the Moultrie set to where chaos was okay 230 yards is you know the difference in the stands so i said 150 i wasn't too yeah, far yeah. off yeah. but you're you're closer but, than I thought. Uh, and uh anyway so exactly what i ha- what i think happens it happens you know what i mean i get a picture on the mobile cam of chaos 10 yards in front of the stand broadside coming from the combine cornfield 
Right. You know, it's like a three or four acre field. And we thought from the trail cam pics that he was go up north. And that's why we kept getting the picture. Every, every picture we get, he's always coming from the north. In my mind, I knew that that deer was going to get bumped. My gut told me, go to the Moultrie set. You kill a five and a half year old eight pointer. <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. Like a really solid eight pointer. You know what I mean? One that we've been hunting for. This will be the third year this year. You know what I mean? Yep. And uh, what I do? I play the I play the edge, and he's 15 yards from the stand. He would have been. The wind would have been perfect. He wouldn't have known I was there. He was probably running because he's going across open field. I bet you he was running yeah, through that CRP. He kind of had his neck out, yeah. you know, like trying. And that's the only deer that went through there that whole day. You know what I mean? So he guaranteed got bumped by that combine because there's no reason for him to go there through there in daylight like October 20. And that was the first time he daylighted all year. Yeah, that was the first time and only time we got him on cam daylighting besides in velvet. Um, okay, yeah. Yeah, we never got him daylighting. Besides that time. And my gut told me I need to be in that stand, and I didn't go. And that cost me. So it's, it kind of goes back to not being aggressive enough, but it's just going with your gut. If you feel like you need to be somewhere, there's probably a reason you need to be there. Is it going to work 100% of the time? No, but a lot of times it probably is. You know what I mean? Because there's a reason in your mind you're thinking, man, I should probably be here. And in, even set up in that tree, I'm like, man, I should pack up. Get down and go over there. I would say that's just what I was going to say is like you're not even going to probably be able to enjoy that hunt because you're not going to see shit at the stand that you went to. And you're just going to be constantly thinking about that other spot. It's probably fire. Giant. Giants running everywhere, yeah. you know. And you only got one giant on the piece. But, I mean, there's giants everywhere over there because yeah. you're not there. Mm-hmm. And um, then now, now you just have a bad attitude about the hunt tonight. And then... You know, it can snowball. You know, we always are kind of big on having like a positive mindset. You have to go into every hunt thing that you're going to get it done tonight, and you know that's how you have to attack it. Yep, that's for sure. And that it did it did kind of demoralize me, man. I was like, I knew I should have been there. I messed up. This was my one shot in October to get it done. Because so me and homie are hunting together. So if one of us kills in October, the stress is just way less. You know what I mean? Because then you're like, okay. You know, we, we got to buck down. And, like, like we say on here, my season isn't a success unless I kill deer. I, right. like, honestly say that. People say, well, it is a success because you learn stuff. And it is. But I want to kill a deer. And I want to kill a deer that I've been targeting. And I want to have that same feeling that I had with Freeze where, like, all right, I beat you. you. It took me three years, but I did it. You know what I mean? If, like, I kill Chaos this year, I'd be like, oh, yes, mm-hmm. finally. You know, I it finally came together and I beat this deer. Um it only took him three years of avoiding me for one time to meet up with him. You know what I mean? And, right. And I just knew that the scenario for that night was perfect. And I still was like, ah, I'll just play the edge. And that's something I just have to get better at. I got to get out of my mind. I don't have 7,000 hunters around me. I am not going to bump this deer. I'm just going to hunt. And if I bump him, I bump him. I still got the rest of the season. Yeah. I'm not going to do that repeatedly, but every now and then, it's okay to... Like, if you, like, and that was the situation, right? Like, you got the combine on the piece. Like, yeah. you know, I mean, there there's different scenarios where everything kind of is building up to it, and then you can push your cards. Yeah. It was actually November 5th, I believe. November... Oh, was it really November yeah. 5th? Oh. Homie's the date guy. I'm terrible Well, it's just because I watched the film and putting yeah. the shit together, yeah. so I'm just repeatedly watching it. I'm like, oh my God, this interview again? <laughs> yeah, he's like, oh, this guy should have killed. What a <laughs> punk. <laughs> All right, uh, let's get into bow practice. Um, there was a time in my life where um, I would get the bow out in July start shooting and get pretty sufficient and uh and then that would be it you know i'd shoot a little bit i'd feel good and then i'd get it out three weeks later and this is something that we've made ourselves get better at is you need to consistently shoot your bow all year round and become one with your bow almost you know what i mean to where you it's natural to make that shot and practicing like fast shots practicing angle shots that's stuff that we're doing now when in the past we haven't done. And even I think last year is when we really stepped our game up. We we're like, okay, we're just going to shoot all year. Mm-hmm. It's, you know, in the summer we're shooting like every day, every other day. You know what I mean? And um, even if it's two or three arrows, just to 
And there's times where me and you were shooting like crap, and we're like, what are we doing wrong? And then two days later, we're shooting good again. You know, we went to a couple 3D shoots, shoot a lot of arrows then. It's those small things that you do dur- then during season, You when you had that opportunity to make the shot, shit comes together better, I think. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And I know you took a lot of pride in that, you know, after Sunshine. And even before Sunshine, you really shot your bow, shooting better than I am. Outshot me at all the 3D shoots, you know, and really you know, changing your release, doing a lot of stuff to make you a better archer. And uh, props to you, man, because that stuff in the end is going to be huge. You know what I mean? And I haven't shot my bow in like a week and a half. I need to shoot. Um, but I got a lot of excuses I don't need to go over. You know what I mean? <laughs> but, but I need to shoot. I got a bunch of brand new arrows I need to sling. So Yeah, you know, this is a big one for me. And just like you said, I was even worse than you, Cody. And, you know, three years ago it was just like i'm not very good at shooting my bow it's something that i don't even want to do i can i can kill a deer but you know and that's all that i wanted to do you know it's just be good enough for that and um then i shot a pretty solid eight pointer right in the shoulder in 2006 2015 shot him right in the shoulder and then, um, like, that was kind of my moment of waking up. Like, I need to, like, buckle down here. Like, this shit is serious. Um, it's not, th- it's just like that that scenario of, like, that deer was coming in. He came in running, uh, kind of running. And then I, I got him to stop, and it was a 16-yard shot, and I just didn't clear the shoulder enough. You know, I didn't, I didn't get back behind it. Arrow got, like, three inches of penetration. The shot felt good. It just— Using whack broadheads. It, the, Not, the wasp the wasp yeah <laughs> um the wasp jackhammer is what i was shooting it might be a good broadhead but in the shoulder no yeah it's good. definitely not yeah. uh not good there and um you know i i found my arrow about 80 yards down at the creek and i knew that he had made it farther than that and um just i had a little bit of blood nothing nothing to be like okay you know we need to keep looking for this deer and then i found my arrow and seeing that i only got three four inches of penetration and um the i was like man if i would have just like nothing oh yeah yeah and that's when it hit me like you know i should have just dialed in a little bit better and been able to get not to be on his shoulder you know or been able to recognize that his his arm might have been back and it was protecting his vitals a little bit more than what I thought. Um, so if I was, you know, a little bit more confident in my shot sequence, then, you know, I would have been able to recognize that because I would have been looking for it or something. Um, and that also just goes back to hunting and deer hunting and shooting deer with a bow and, you know, all that. But um, then the following year, I got my new bow. My I got my Hoyt, the bow I have now. And, um, I practiced with it. I kind of went off the same setup that that guy had. We were pretty similar in in body wise, draw length, um, weight was a little bit more than my PSE that I had. And, uh, so I got used to that and, um, it was the bow that I, it was like my dream bow. So I'm, of course, you know, I wanted to be more proficient with it. I wanted to be better with it. And, um, then I shot ghosts that year, um, felt that was like the best shot I ever felt like I put on a deer. And then, um, turn around in 2018, um, I shot my bow starting in about June and, um, really started trying to take pride in, in what I was doing and like really start breaking down, started watching actual YouTube videos of people shooting, um, started getting the bow more you know, figuring out that I need to tweak some stuff. And then, um, last year was just off the, off the charts. Um, I shot all year long. I changed my release to a thumb and, uh, that was one thing that I had to really practice on. And I was really impressed at how well that, um, made my groups and my consistency. I'd never been able to shoot that consistent or that, that far, and that consistent at the distance. So um, <clears throat> then, you know, it just like you had said, you know, you're shooting all summer and you're shooting great. At the end of August, I was shooting, I mean, I was lights out. And then um, there, the second week of September for about two weeks, 
I just was terrible and um I had changed up a couple of my workouts and was doing a couple of things different during the day and You're work cutting was weight, work was up and yeah. a lot of stuff going on, you know what I mean? So a lot of stuff going on there and um it kind of threw me off and then it becomes a mental game and I pride myself on being mentally tough and uh you know, I'm really working through it and every day and then I was shooting every day and then you're almost focusing too much and then, you know, now you just need to back off and take a day off and just get back to having fun and you're just in the backyard shooting. And then, you know, like the week before season, I finally got broke out of it and back in the groove and um, I shot I shot uh, probably two to three days a week while season was in. Um, the day before I shot Sunshine, I had my first ever Robin Hood at 40 yards. I was just getting ready to take a picture of my group at 40 and then take a picture of my group at 50 because the difference in that is mind-boggling. How good I can shoot. I can shoot a 3-inch group at 40, and I can shoot like an 8-inch group at 50. And like The difference was just mind-boggling. I was going to show the snap group, and then boom, next thing you know, I got a Robin Hood at 40. You know, I mean, just probably by fluke, obviously, but... Cause I don't like to shoot. Um, you like to th- shoot groups. Yeah. Like, just see yeah. how you know, consistent you could be. Yeah, just th- the, when I get out farther. So um, the shooting, shooting my bow is something I love to do now. And uh, here I haven't shot in like a month. Okay. Been doing a lot of house projects, yeah. getting everything knocked out before um, crunch time comes. So trying to get everything knocked out. And then um, Ben started back up on the One Shot Yard League for the bow hunting league and uh they're in round two of that now so hopefully i can get in here and at least get some get some rounds in and get some get some shots down range nice yeah um one thing i want to add on this is uh one thing i want to add extra is try to get all the stuff your wife wants done right done right now <laughs> yeah <laughs> uh we that's what we've been doing for like the last two months just knock it all out early mm-hmm. And then when season comes, you can be like, "Well, I did, I did this. I fixed the roof. I've, I, you know, I fixed the garage. I did all this stuff. You know, we're good. We're set for the year right now. You know, I would say I'm pretty solid for a while. Yeah, so now. I'm, I'm pretty solid. I got the honeydew list up high. Like, so it's, it's, it's been good. But uh, anything else you want to add to this? There's so many stuff. You know, so much tactics and stuff we could talk about. How many times we messed up on and. Uh, um, yeah, I would say just, you know, going back to kind of Sunshine's encounter, like being able to, you know, we were trying to age him off his body. We had we, we had, had him on cam. We didn't know that it was Sunshine, like when he was out there in the plot. And because I didn't have the binoculars up because, I mean, he was literally 12 yards and he should have been 12 yards when we shot him. But just because he bumped out there, as you see in the video, he bumps out there. So you kind of think he's on edge. But then he checks that doe, kind of bumps her around a couple times, and then he just starts walking like he's all cool again. Like he's totally forgot that we're even there. Mm-hmm. So I was just watching this uh, a week ago, and I was, I was just like, that deer is totally calm now. Like he stood there for, you know, five, six minutes checking everything out. But it's cool. Like he's cool now. Yeah. So I don't know, like just – you got to have them encounters, I guess, to, mm-hmm. to know that. And you got to mentally process in your head and slow it down. Be like, okay, he's cool. I'm cool. We're all good. I don't need to rush. You can stop him and he's you not just going to bolt. He's not going to bolt. You know what I mean? And no, that was like my big thing is like, well, if I feel like if I stop him, then he's going to bolt. What is going to happen is he's definitely going to be looking back up here because yeah. one, he's going he's gonna to hear it. And mm-hmm. two, he just was looking at us at 12 yards. Yeah. Well, see, but, but it's it's you know people watch the video they don't know the whole story we're in a tree that's like four inches around <laughs> we're shoulder to shoulder i'm holding the camera halfway in homie's way you know what i mean and and homie's drawing a bow with a bunch of cedar tree limbs in front of him for cover and his arrow is like four inches above the limbs you know he's <laughs> shooting over them and but you can't practice that, you know what I mean? No, so. it's just, you know, like if I'd have known that he was cool, like if I'd have been able to him. read his body language and know that he's back to yeah. being cool, then I would have been able to stop him and hopefully made a lot better shot on yeah, him. Yeah, just got to slow down and try to mentally get it in your head instead of, oh, shit, oh, shit, oh, shit, this is the moment, you know? And if you think about, like, I don't know how many hunts we had last year. I think we added it up together at one time, but how many opportunities we had to kill a buck on all those hunts Mm -hmm. four four times 
know what I mean? Four times that we had a buck that was in range that we possibly could have killed. And we killed three out of the four times. <laughs> you know what I mean? So it's not terrible, but you don't get very many of the chances. You know what I mean? All those days, all those hours. If you poker down into minutes, it's disgustingly low. Oh, you know yeah. what I mean? Right. But all those hunts and four of them, you had bucks out in front of you that you could have killed. You know what I mean? So that's a lot. And hopefully this year it's at least 10, you know, 10. Yeah. Because <laughs> they're going to be yeah. more aggressive. We're going to push If the you envelope. told me right now, you'll have 10 hunts this year where you have a shooter in range. I'm, yeah. I'm taking that all day. Oh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I'm used to like three, you know, two or three where you actually yeah, see a shooter. Yeah, I was going to say, like, I mean, just, you know, an oper- like an actual legit opportunity, you know, a two. Yeah. Two. Yeah, two. Usually is what I get, you know, yeah. two. And if you think about it, like, I want to write a blog on this, is, like, the actual slim chance of actually what it takes to kill a deer. Like, that deer has to be there. You have to make a good shot on him. Like, he doesn't wind you. Yeah. You know, you guys are at the same place at the same time. You actually make a good shot. Your arrow didn't hit that little twig there, but mm-hmm. miss it by three centimeters. You find blood. You track the blood. The deer is actually dead when you get there. Didn't swim through the lake, you know, yeah. and you know, or just magically quit bleeding like they always do. Like just actually thinking about it when you do, like that's what I do when I get up on a deer. Is like think about that, like the actual percentage of what it super took low. To, yeah, and it's that's why like crazy. people that can like target a buck and then go out and kill them within like four or five hunts, you know, like the, the end faults and, you know, the guys that are been doing it forever, you know, yeah. the DeQuistos. Cisco. And, yeah. And Cisco and those guys who can like target and go kill mad props to them. Cause the only way we kill and we said of a hundred time, it's just time. Like it takes us time to kill. Yeah. And every year I'm like, Oh, this is the year we're going to learn. We're going <laughs> to get in here. We're going to target this deer. We're going to kill him, but we're not there yet. You know what I mean? And, I don't know, maybe I just haven't been hunting long enough, or I don't know what it is. Hopefully I get there eventually, but... How do you feel that you are on, like, applying stuff that you have learned throughout... I think I'm real good on that. Actually applying it? Yeah, and, like, the one thing that I do apply is, like I said on the last podcast that was just us, I have a really good knack for, like, okay... This is where a big buck would like to live. Yeah, you you do have, and then you do there's have that. a big deer there. Yeah, you know what I mean, like I just have a knack where I go in there. I'm like, okay, there's a big deer around here somewhere. I like this. This is a good area. Right. And that's from the past. Like you go in those areas and you hunt on a fluke and you see a giant deer and then you're like, why is this deer here? And then you, you like you take all the pieces of why he possibly is there. And then you're like, okay, this piece has three of of the eight. You know, there's a potential to be here, but this piece has six of the eight. He's more than likely to be here. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And, and uh, this is something that me and you do pretty good at, I guess. And usually it's you calling me because you get to hunt a little bit more than me just because you're close to, mm-hmm. you know, where we hunt. And you're always calling me and like trying to bounce ideas off of me. And I feel like when I'm outside the box and like the person being asked questions and I'm not like actually trying to make the decision and decide where to go and you know what stand to be in like I feel like I do a really good job about giving that advice. Yeah. And um Nick I do the same thing to Nick. I call him I'm like, "Hey man, this is what I'm thinking. What you thinking?" And he's got all his years of hunting, seeing deer, shooting deer. He knows where big bucks live too, mm-hmm. you know, and I call him I'm like, "Hey man, what do you think?" A lot of times he's like, yeah, yeah, sounds pretty good. And then sometimes he's like, ah, man, I don't know. I don't know. I'm like, (laughs) when he says, I don't know, I'm like, oh, this is trash. (laughs) But sometimes, like, I I like to call people and talk about it a lot. Yeah. I just feel, I feel like everybody's looking for that. Oh, yeah, you're right, dude. Go for it. Yeah, yeah, right. Everybody's looking for that. Oh, yeah, you're attaboy. Like, okay, that's, yeah, yeah, that's a good, that's a good move. I'm always like, is this a a smart thing? Should I be doing this? You know what I mean? And uh, I'm going to be more aggressive this year. I'm just going to. It's going to shoot for the hip. Yeah, I'm going to say where, like, kind of where I'm at with it. Like, I know, I know what to do. If somebody asks me, you know, whatever, yeah. like, I know what to do. But I'm just like that college kid right out of school. Like, you just went to four years of school. You got all this knowledge if from the textbook. If you need a heart surgery done on paper, you can do <laughs> exactly, it. Exactly, <laughs> exactly. But when you're actually in there and it's like your first day on the job. You're in and there they and just the artery you starts this, bleeding. The, you're, you're screwed, man. They just show you this most basic shit and, like, you're yeah. just staying there dumbfounded. Yeah. So I need to get better at, like, actually being able to 
apply stuff in the field in the moment when I'm in the box and it's my hunt or something, yeah. you know. I think that's just time. There's no way to create them scenarios where oh, this this might happen to you, so prep for this. You never know what's going to happen yeah. to you out there, so it's hard to prep for. And, like, I don't know that's why I liked hunting public so much last year or two years ago when we got on Boonertown, like, really trying to attack it and learn it. And then just because it was new, you know, like, I get to be able to apply all these yeah, things and i don't have to go place. off the same piece you've been for the, last, the same place forever where know? dad's been hunting for 22 years you yeah. know what i mean like it, it's something new and um i think that's kind of why i you pretty much left that because you're like man i want to learn yeah and it's hard to it's hard to become a better hunter on the same piece of ground when you just consistently kill deer the same way right when they worked the pinch for the last six yeah. years on the tent yeah you know, you know what i mean <laughs> well, that's what most guys are yeah, there you know I mean, a lot of guys that kill big deer, that's what they're used to. They got that piece of property. They're like, bam. I mean, yep. I mean, the last few years, by suggestion, you picked up a couple of little shit pieces of property. Yeah. Everybody and their sisters like, ah, <laughs> trash. And then they're like. Ah oh, man! Oh, you killed that buck that out guy there! I killed that deer back there. Ah, oh, ah oh, man! What the? But you know, some good, some good intel and yeah. You know, I mean, gotta you gotta. If you see big deer there, there's big deer there. There's you know what I mean? Yeah. You know, even even if you think it's a shit spot, if you see a buck there, you'll be like, man, that buck, that's weird that he was there. Even on you public I mean? ground. Yeah. I mean, they're there. There shouldn't be as many big deer on that piece of public as many people's out there. Like, Nick's seen cars all the way back there. There's out there, students out there doing, like, <laughs> diologists of plants and stuff. I'm like, why are these deer out here, man? There's people all over this place. The parking lots, there's like nine cars in every parking lot. People oh, yeah. out there fishing oh, yeah. now because it's fishing, open. Yeah. It's just swamped. You know what I mean? I'm like, yeah, but, yeah, but, yeah. You ain't going to be on the private doing any of that no, bullshit. No, <laughs> This deer on the private ain't seen us deer but one day gone, since dude. January. You know what I mean? They still ain't on that property probably. <laughs> <laughs> but. All right, well, uh, we we uh, hope you enjoyed this episode of me and homie um, telling you how much of a dumbass we are and <laughs> why we can't kill deer. <laughs> but uh, hopefully you guys learned something from this and our mistakes that will make you not do them. Or if this is something that you related to that you do, um, maybe try to change it up like we are. Um, you don't know if something else is going to work until you try it. Yeah. And uh, I've been trying to play it safe and it was working in the last two years it ain't been working as good so i'm going in i'm gonna kill a deer in october again that's my goal i just want to kill there a buck go. in october first week of october boom done well october I, 15th I, done i would say october first 1st week. i think it's on a thursday oh. <laughs> yeah All right, yeah <laughs> october 15th done buck on the ground is what i want you know what i mean and i've done it done it a couple times it's not rocket science it's just i gotta be aggressive Deer's just gotta be there. Deer gotta be there. I gotta be aggressive. We haven't been where the deer have been on October yes. 15th. Yes, we're pussy farting <laughs> on the edge. <laughs> All right, guys, we're gonna wrap this up here. Um, remember, always try to do the right thing and leave a legacy. And Whitetail Legacy is out. 